that's what it's all about. A bunch of assholes treading all over us so that they can live forever and Peter Thiel can drink the blood of young New Zealander children. What's that on your screen? Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this is Doesn't Sound Like Anything to Me. And I really wish that somebody had maybe said in a song how no one man should have all that power. But unfortunately, no one has ever uh, used that concept in any sort of song that I could use to maybe illustrate that the power of the soundboard is too much. It may have corrupted you completely. Ivan's very angry at the fact that I just have a simple soundboard so I can just play the theme and so I don't have to edit it in after the fact and we can get right mentally. <laughs> I was very I was very worried when that started happening. <laughs> I, 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 I did not know where the music was coming from. <laughs> that it's Daniel Preston's theme and if I remember to do it at the end of this episode, we're going to have Daniel Preston's other beautiful theme as the outro. Ooh. Ah, that, that man has blessed us with so many nuggets of wisdom. We, this week we are covering The Riddle of the Finks. By director Lisa Joy, by writers Gina Atwater and Jonathan Nolan, featuring actress, hero, Shannon Woodward as Elsie. Finally! Finally they brought Shannon Woodward back, and I was very I was very worried that they were just going to pan over a corpse and it was gonna be like, oh, they really did just want to bring Shannon Woodward into the publicity <laughs> tour because she's so charming. Yeah, no, she is incredibly charming. They did bring her back. Uh, very exciting. I will say there was a lot there's a lot of theories about Oh, that, Her, like this, this, she, this is a real theory buster. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people thinking that she would come back perhaps like in a mech suit with like nine guns and missiles and just take over the park <laughs> by herself. I love how uncomfortable Shannon Woodward looks holding that gun. <laughs> if you look on Instagram, the the po- the photo she just posted is of her holding the gun and the the caption just says this gun was heavy. <laughs> She's very tiny. She's very tiny. Jeffrey Wright is not a big man, and he towers over her. And so talking about theories, um, this, first of all, I just want to say that this is one of my favorite episodes of a great season of television. <laughs> this, was, this was great, even though I, and you know, I have to bring this up because I was so excited about it. They promised me some fucking samurai, and I didn't see Katana 1. That's a good point. They, this is, you know it's a great episode when they get rid of, like, some of the show's greatest characters, and you, and you don't notice until you're summarizing it at the end. But there's no Maeve. There's no Maeve. There's no Dolores. And there's uh, no, is, there's no Shogun. Yeah. This is entirely a Man in Black and uh, Bernard and Elsie joint. Yeah, and so and and it was a very long episode at that. I think it clocked yeah. in at like 65, 67 minutes. Yeah, hour fifteen easily. What? No, it wasn't an hour fifteen. Is that true? I feel like it was an hour fifteen, but I I you have to remember, it takes me about ten to fifteen minutes to write every previously on. <laughs> that previously on adds a lot of work to my uh, just watching this stupid show and writing notes about it process. Okay, it was an hour and eleven minutes is the listed airtime. So you were thank you seventy one. Thank minutes. you. Everybody doubts my time, but I told everybody Avengers: Infinity War is going to be two hours and thirty five minutes exactly, and it's going to feel like five, and you're going to love every second. <sighs> So some of the I asked people uh, on Twitter at Boys Gore Swords to hit us up uh, with theories that they wanted to talk about, and so I put uh, so, some of the theories that people are exciting excited about. So Jackie underscore S underscore L hit us up with Elsie has been kicking ass this whole time, busted. 
That one's just gone. <laughs> no, she has been pooping in a bucket. Yeah. The least uh, 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 dignified kind of pooping that you could possibly do. She, she was thwarted by a simple cast iron ankle bracelet. Frankly, I, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for her. And, and here's the thing. She hadn't, that post hadn't actually been hammered into the ground for days. It was learned helplessness. They just, one of the many concepts that we have been previously taught by Westworld. I'm mostly offended that they called Elsie an elephant implicitly. <laughs> She's so tiny. Yeah. It's very hurtful. Uh, can I just say one thing I, I would like to finally applaud HBO for? They finally took Robert Durst out of their promotional graphics. <laughs> there was such a long time where Robert Durst, an actual murderer, was in the intro for every HBO program. It was truly insane that an actual murderer was part of their productional uh, uh, promotional material. I, I mean, it wasn't an action. It wasn't him. It was a video of him that made up the HBO content that we all know and love. <laughs> he is an actual murderer. Burp. <laughs> so another theory from at Chris underscore Howells. That old William was made into a host, which, of course, this episode calls into very stark question and seems very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, but it did give us an entire other mystery of who is the other human host. Who is the other human host? I mean, oh, they, they love to put mysteries in front of us. I love this show. Uh, I'm, I, do you know what I love? I love that they took something very complicated like consciousness transfer and they showed us that it's going to be very, very hard to get exactly correct, guys. You don't just introduce a sci-fi concept and not show all of the very difficult engineering work and and bulletproof, flame-filled rooms you have to build to kill off uh, your, your failures. Is there any better a science fictional concept than asking a robot questions to make it freak out? Yeah, it's so good! I relate to it so much because so many people seem to be trying to do that on me. So uh, if you don't – if you've never worked at Apple, you might not know this. But the room where James Dulles lived in is based on the actual prototype room that Steve Jobs had built so that he could light everything on fire <laughs> to show people his displeasure. I have no idea whether this is a joke or not. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. You could say that there is a currently a Steve Jobs robot who's being destroyed and remade over and over again in Apple's crazy fucking new campus. And I'd be like, all right, I guess so. I don't know how the corporate world works. Uh, so we have Ghost Nation as a failsafe protection. I, I was pretty into this one, but the way they handled it this episode, I'm a little curious. Um, I... I'm so, still I'm still interested in seeing what exactly the Ghost Nation's deal is because I I I'm pretty sure the lead Ghost Nation guy who we are introduced to is the actor who played the uh host uh who's the uh, n uh Native American gentleman who was also in Fargo. Okay. Uh I couldn't tell under the makeup, but I think it was him. Mm. Uh and I think that they I I still maintain that they are basically, you know, the security uh, force for whatever uh, Ford intelligence is currently running a game. Right. Uh, and that also makes me think that definitely we, we really haven't. Oh, uh, how when do we get into the fact that they fucking introduced the thing that we weren't sure whether or not they were actually going to introduce, which is fucking consciousness transfer. Yeah. We can talk about consciousness transfer the entire yes. fucking episode because yes. nobody knows. Uh, is that is that James Delos's soul in that body? 
No, it's Red, just is a that copy. his soul no, in there? Not even, not even for a second. Red, does that man have Shut soul? Up. You watched him dance. He get, doesn't. Get out of philosophy 101. I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> but it's Professor Nolan. No. I can't, I can't leave Professor Nolan's course. Stop it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Go, I like the idea of Ghost Nation as sort of part of Ford's... Uh, I, and th- th- it does seem that they have some imperative to not hurt humans... As much as they like to threaten them with knives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're basically uh, doing a lot of uh, intimidating humans for show, but not actually hurting them, as opposed to everybody else who has taken the opposite route. And and so then there's the question of, as you said, who is the host that they built? And a lot of people pointed out Ford. Um, the, there's also, like, if you go through the list, there's a lot of dead people that could be resurrected to just sort of surprise us. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what if it's actually Arnold who comes back and that maybe yeah. if one of the Bernards that we're seeing is actually Arnold, I, I did like the theory that, uh, somebody said that, uh, uh, there never was an actual, uh, Arnold, uh-huh. uh, and that, you know, he has always been a host, uh, because that would make a lot more sense with the thing that, uh, Delos says later in the episode about how. They said that there were two fathers, but there's only ever one. And it was the devil reflected back in himself. And it was like, oh, okay, Ford was the only actual human uh, responsible for programming. And he just, you know, had Arnold slash Bernard as his little uh, pet robot assistant thing. So this is my current thinking. I'm glad you brought this up on Bernard. Um, As of right now, with no other information, here's what I believe. I believe that Bernard is a consciousness transfer of Arnold. I believe there was an Arnold. And then mm-hmm. he's and and basically they figured out how to make the mind stable for thirty five days at a time, and as they mention in this episode, where does Bernard go when he rotates out between shifts? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe, that is very interesting. Maybe they just burn him down and do a new transfer into a new version of Bernard. Yeah, and that, and that would kind of fit with him, you know. They they keep saying it's damage because of you know him shooting himself in the head, right? But could it could also be masking the fact that he is running into you know degradation damage yes. from him being an actual transferred consciousness? Yes, the 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 head motion Red is doing right now is so squirmy and weird. I wish that I could record this <laughs> to show you people it. It is very disturbing. Uh, I'm just doing the uh, the famous gif head nod of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> aka drill before we get into it uh, thank you to the patrons patreon.com slash swords. your money allows us to do literally anything and if you want to go support the show if you enjoy us talking about these dumb shows and also get access to our uh, a song of ice and fire recaps book club, book club yeah. that we do uh, that is available exclusively on the patreon we had a real fun one this last week we're gonna do at least one bonus episode this week. We haven't figured out which one we're going to do first. Probably the most relevant, Ready Player One. Everybody wants to hear about God, it. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, also, I would like to give a very sh- special shout out to the listener who successfully determined what the podcast official drink is. Thank you, Amanda. Ah! That's right. When you're listening, ah! it doesn't sound like anything to me. You're drinking a big-ass jug of milk. Right from the fucking liter. You are just taking that half liter of milk and just holding it up into the air in your car and just letting it drip down your chin. And it, and, and 
Milk Lips is all about this podcast. This is the official podcast of Milk Lips. I, uh, that, I mean, all this time where I've been pretending to be disgusted by Rebus and friends drinking milk constantly, <laughs> the whole time I've actually just been pouring jugs of milk over my head. It's been all a farce. I love milk. I drink milk Everybody all the time. Everybody loves milk. Please send, Everybody loves milk. Please send pictures of you drinking milk. Uh, at, at, at weird places, like a car, like just drinking milk in a car or riding a bike. During the day, you, you just, you want that nice hot milk in a car's taste. Jogging when you're jogging. Listen, just sweaty there is dehydrated. no better relief than you're when the, in the middle of a marathon. There, what's better than when uh, someone holds out that big old fresh, lukewarm cup of milk? Oh, it's so disgusting. I can't I can't best. take it. I love it so much. But before we can get into the meat of this episode, we have to know what's happening previously on Westworld. Alright, so what I feel like is happening is the Ghost Nation just got tired of a uh, crying when somebody littered and decided to do something about it. <laughs> How many wives have killed themselves after seeing their husbands Reddit post histories? <laughs> so many. Are we logging all of the guest experiences in DNA? Well, that's what you get when you fuck a robot without reading the terms of service. I'm interested in reality, and not augmented reality. Magic Leap isn't gonna fool me twice. Okay, so I don't have a lot of experience in committed relationships, but do all father-in-laws have that weird moment where they, like, take a pretty lax attitude uh, to realizing that their son-in-law has a long game to fuck a robot? Yes. Oh, okay, I was just wondering. You don't know the real purpose of this place. To gather data for targeted advertising. <laughs> Perhaps one day we can actually resurrect the dead, which is why you shouldn't read too much into any casting announcements. <laughs> and that was previously on Westworld. And we open on a record player. Oh my god! Uh, which, is, is... which is always very exciting. If did you did you think I was like for a minute? I was like, wait, am I? Did they accidentally put on an episode of Boz Lerman's The Get Down? <laughs> this is my favorite kind of physical media. Blank vinyl disc. There, what's better than just a blank vinyl disc with no labeling? Ah, oh, it's the ultimate physical media. Both cumbersome and hard to identify. I love it. Uh, and the song that is playing is the Rolling Stones' Playing With Fire, a song and title with no metaphorical use in this scene. <laughs> it's certainly not what all of these humans are doing with the future of the human race. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's a very uh, modernist style, modern architecture, and I know we see this scene several times, so you were probably desensitized to it. But there was a man exercising in what in what first appeared to be leather shoes, trousers, and black socks. The standard workout attire, buddy. I don't know if you actually have gone to a gym long term. No. You see a lot of people working out in very incongruous clothes. I have seen so many older white guys working out in a polo shirt and cargo shorts. It is insane. A polo shirt and cargo shorts. A polo shirt and khaki cargo shorts. Well, sure, you're going to the gym, but you don't want to look like an animal. <laughs> That's why you put on like a polo shirt. Yeah, exactly. You gotta have that exercise polo. You know, polo is a sport. So, frankly, <laughs> it's appropriate attire for sporting business. Uh, uh, what I really love about this montage is that now we also know that hosts are also compulsive masturbators. Yes! Everybody wins! Right. I, I mean, clearly, everybody was trying to talk about, like, what movies... This might be referencing, I think it's referencing the shape of water and compulsive masturbating being ultimately <laughs> relatable, relatable characters. 
The only time that compulsive masturbation has ever been treated with the kindness that it truly uh, deserves. It's okay, guys. If you have to jerk every day, it's okay. This episode was a little bit long, but in the third time they rebooted him, he immediately tried to fuck the goldfish. (laughs) You know, at one point he was like, well, gotta fuck something. Goldfish isn't a host. What if the goldfish is a host? Oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! They went through 149 goldfish. Yeah, they absolutely did because they burned down the room. They, which, by the way, like this is a planet that needs to recycle. Our resources are very precious. We can't just incinerate an entire room full of mid-century modern furniture every time you want to debug a new build. Listen, <laughs> this is- I've been there. You want to do it. You're, you're just like, you do yell out to your coworkers, I'm going to burn down this entire building if this one doesn't work. But you don't <laughs> actually do it. Uh, this is what they do every time the new fashions come in at Ikea. <laughs> every time the new styles come in, boom! We, we've got to put these spore yours up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points for pulling off a, a fake Ikea furniture name. Listen, you just have to throw in a lot of uh, J-O sounds. <laughs> a lot of yo's, a lot of o's. He pours cream into his mug. Uh, the missus gets it on the tray because, of course, uh, he's an early version, hasn't quite figured everything out yet. Young William walks in, brings him a bottle of the whiskey. I never could quite see the brand. Um, I, I, I did want – so this is la- later when he comes in and he's an old man and he still has the bottle of whiskey – I want him to be like, it's aged 65 years. I didn't want to. Because it was that. already a nice bottle of whiskey, so it was probably like, you know, 18 to 25. <laughs> but by the way, is that the same bottle of whiskey as the, uh, like, nitro and stuff, or is that just... Uh, no, that is a different bottle just... of whiskey, I believe. Okay. Uh, uh, of course, I was asking you. You clock every single bottle every <laughs> time you see it on screen. I do have to back up every time, because I ignore the audio dialogue, <laughs> and I'm just focusing on... <laughs> I'm like, that, that about 750 milliliters. <laughs> I just yell at Apple TV, enhance. <laughs> that's, that's your favorite Amazon Prime notation, isn't it? The exact uh, label of every p- bit of alcohol that they drink in every scene. <laughs> um, so we get, of course, the series of questions that he has to ask every time. Where are we? We're in Carl's bed. We're trying to establish a baseline for fidelity. As soon as he said fidelity, I was like, oh, he's a host. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, he's definitely a fucking robot. You, you, don't, you don't keep a, a, a normal person in a weird uh, airtight magneto room and then ask them weird questions if they're not a fucking robot. Right. I mean, that, that is the weird thing, because presumably they did have to do that once or they wouldn't have the script or did they just boot up the... Ho- yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Oh. So we cut from there to the man in oh, black. I, I actually... My favorite part of this is when he hands him the piece of paper... And uh, James Delos opens it up, and it's just a drawing of a dick and balls. <laughs> He's like, "Gotcha!" <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just the 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 little uh, hand signal, the AOK hand <laughs> signal, and he punches him in the chest. What, what's the second page say? He flips over. Suck it. <laughs> how, how how many? Uh, this is what everybody wants. You're like, me- you just want to have a mechanized. Non-human version of your mentor slash adversary that you can just keep trapped in a cage that you repeatedly kill. And sometimes, I'm sure some of those builds, he just like physically beat him up. I'm sure, I'm sure sometimes is- they just watched, watched a movie and cried to each other and told each other how much they meant. 
Look, if you don't make a facsimile of all of your friends and family to torture in The Sims, then why are you playing The Sims? It's the only reason. I, I don't know. I've, I've not. Maybe uh, I by should the way, play The Sims. Red's not doing well. Oh no! <laughs> He'll never get out of that room. There's no doors. He needs wine. <laughs> so we have Men in Black and Lawrence. A horse goes by without a rider, which is one of the more ominous things that can happen in a western. Oh, yeah, even though that must be great for the horse. Yeah. The How horse- many horses watching this are you like, finally, some guy's got some self-determination. Yeah, yeah. The horse is just like, ah. But, yeah, keep in mind, all of the large animals are fake, are, are hosts as well, I guess is what you want yeah. to call it. We, we really maybe, haven't maybe They're the, enjoying to- their sense of like self-determination. Finally, no. they have a sense of agency. They can drink when they want, damn it. <laughs> we, there have been so many people leading horses to water, but are we asking if they want to drink? No. No. And we need to be. Uh, uh, by the way, we really haven't gotten too much into the... Uh, I thought we were going to get more into the uh, host animals' minds, uh, considering all of the promo material for the, this season. Yeah, that's a good point. They did talk about the animals more. Yeah, everybody's talking about, like, oh, maybe Teddy's inside of Bernard and Bernard's inside of Teddy. But what if Teddy's inside of a vulture and Bernard's <laughs> inside of several horses? <laughs> all I've ever wanted to be in my life was a, a herd of buffalo. That's <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah, what if, an entire herd. What if that horse walking by was Bernard? <laughs> we can't rule that out. Put no. it on the theory board. <laughs> yeah, hi. Guys, I'm spending like hundreds of dollars a week in yarn just doing this. <laughs> that entire wall, it's just covered in yarn and flashcards. So, so we also have the railroad scene. Oh, this is, this is great. There's nothing I love more than robots taking revenge on their human masters. It's great because they deserve it. So they they were they are systematically murdering the guests in the park by uh, hammering uh, spikes through the back of their mouths, crushing the back of their brain, um, mm-hmm. and then laying them under the tracks. And the thought that I kept having was that's 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 not a good foundation for your train. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're going to put a train on those things, it's not going to go well. No. But on a symbolic level. I approve fully. And as somebody who just watched Snowpiercer for the first time this afternoon, <gasps> you need to think about long-term train track stability. It's very important. Uh, I, oh, and I, I just got to say, that movie truly taught me that babies do taste best. I, I'd always thought it, well, but it was nice to finally have some confirmation. That movie, so I'd, I'd wanted to watch it for a long time because I was had like, you oh, not cool. Wa- had you, how, how little had you heard of, because let me tell you. That's a that's a bug fuck movie. It yeah. So what I thought was trippy sci fi concept, but what I didn't expect was like trippy, extremely dark sci fi comment concept by way of Tim Burton. Like I just didn't expect yeah. them to like not because a lot of the questions I had was like, oh, that'd be interesting to see like how they build the world of this train. Like how how do they have the space for everybody to live? Uh, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They didn't build any living quarters for the the rich people on the train. That's just not something they felt like modeling. Uh, that there is, you will never get a more incomprehensible movie than a movie based on a French comic book uh, directed by a Korean director. It is pure insanity, and it's great, and I loved it. Yeah, it's fantastic. They, they talk about all this meat people are having in the front when they <laughs> never go past any actual live animals when they go through the entire train. They do. They go through some live animals. There's the aquarium level. There's the, the aquarium. Listen, you didn't. You didn't see. All of the calves on the Snowpiercer. I need to see the extended cut of Snowpiercer where every <laughs> car is there. But anyway. Uh, oh, fucking 
Fucking Ed Harris in that movie. The point God. is, every train needs to prepare for an eventual ap- apocalypse where the train needs to keep running at all time thanks to the and, engine. And, and where and where the man in black is at the helm. <laughs> and listen, don't eat those bars. Don't, don't eat those bars. And if you eat those bars, don't think about them too much. I, I was like, I eat those bars. They're just bugs. Calm down. <laughs> listen, there's there's going to be a time in the future where we're going to be like, mmm, bugs. Now, that, that, mm, I love eating bugs instead of starving. That time is now. You can go across the streets of Rainbow Grocery and they sell several weird protein pellets made out of crickets. Oh, wow. that's uh, Look that shit uh, up. That's happening now. They, there, Did you ever go to La Oaxaca, Kenya, and get the uh, weird bug tacos? I did not. Nah, they, they they would always be like, "Yeah, we have these weird bug tacos," but then they'd never have them. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm not paying extra to be on an episode of Fear Factor. <laughs> I want to eat an entire spider. God damn it! Now <laughs> let me eat an entire spider right now. <laughs> so we go from there to Clementine getting uh, dragging Bernard. She mm-hmm. drags him to the mouth of a cave, unties him, and walks away quickly. This is definitely one of those things where it's like they need him to hold a gun and so he sort of stops shaking for a second. And then, of course, he finds Elsie. Reunited yeah, to feel so good at last. Who's just been shitting in a bucket and eating ketchup packets for a few days. Yeah, I was. I tried. Did you see what the brand of those ketchup packets was? It wasn't Heinz. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it was just Jarek Catsup. Ah! Ah! <laughs> it, it, yeah, she was just eating catsup and doing surprisingly well. I'm not clear. Uh, I need to look th- at the timeline. I, Does it cover like how many days she's been there? Because let me tell you, she has great hair and makeup considering she's been shitting in a cave for three days at least. Just, wait, does shitting ruin your makeup? I, I wouldn't know, but I have to assume that shitting in a bucket does not do anything good for your foundation. <laughs> I mean, maybe she just happened to have a compact with her. I don't know. I don't know how this is working. <laughs> <laughs> we we are really not the people to talk about this. <laughs> and Elsie, of course. So let, let's keep in mind, Elsie. Oh my god, she doesn't know any of this shit. This no. is my favorite part. Where she, where, where when when she was like, "Wait a second, you're a robot." And I was like, "Oh shit!" She has to rewatch like seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, she has. She doesn't know anything that's happened. Like mm-hmm. she was just like, "Wait, Robert Baratheon's dead." <laughs> What what about Mendelian genetics? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand any of this. Uh, <laughs> oh, and this is this is one of my absolute favorite video game things. Uh, the switch in the rock. Oh, see what you have to do. You have to hit tab. It highlights the rock. You know you got to click on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be your clue every time. And also, um, so she she like doesn't know. She doesn't know anything. And I because her character is such a hard ass, as we knew her before, that loves programming and hates people. I love that she's only slightly afraid of Bernard for like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it's like she gets over the fact that, you know, all the robots have rebelled and this robot had choked her out successfully. Yeah. She's like, ah, but but it was your programming. You didn't mean to. Right. She loves programs and hates people. She's very clear on that. (laughs) <laughs> there were so many there were so many moments where I was like, wait, is this a Red Scott quote? <laughs> when, when Elsie started to swing that glass of wine around, I was like, wait, what's happening here? <laughs> so and as she said, you rotated out. Where did you go when you rotated out? Which I think is the show's writers pointing out that moment where I, Bernard got just torched and his consciousness got replaced. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get introduced to another bullshit uh, technological term. Control unit printer. 
Uh, like, wait, well, oh, what, 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 yeah. what does this do? What, what, what bullshit thing have you thrown at us now? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. No. Um, Bernard- uh, and, and this is, uh, at first, uh, I was wondering if this was the lab, uh, that we had previously seen that Tessa Thompson was using. Uh, and it is. I believe it is. Is it? Cause it's I in think a, it is. I think it's in- because he fla- he flashes back, and I assumed that this was the same room uh, that they were all in because he was coded into it. Uh, and you know the uh, mm, I see what uh, drone host didn't fuck him up. Right. I'm I'm less like obviously he did not see uh, he did not see the Delos exec Charlotte Hale. Yeah. Um, when he was back there, which, you know, they, they do a bunch of stuff with the camera angles. Yeah. That doesn't and, mean and anything. And we also, yeah, we also don't know exactly which timeline uh, the uh, uh, previous uh, Bernard killing all of the scientists uh, timeline it is. So the Bernard killing all the scientists, he was sent there by Ford. I would expect mm-hmm. that to have happened before Ford was killed, which makes me think this cannot be the same room. Yeah. Who knows? That's the thing. I, I do. Uh, I just proved it to you conclusively. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, this is uh, definitely uh, more fuel for the theory that Ford is a host. <laughs> so, well, so he had to claim something. Here's what I really believe. I don't think it was Ford because if it was Ford, especially with access to his own lab, he would have been able to make a mind map of himself without a third-party lab going into it. The fact that one of the other labs had it mm-hmm. really does make me feel like, you know, it was it was a third-party, possibly a guest, because why would they be even manufacturing it unless it was something they intended to use? I, I, I'm going to say it's not Ford. All right. All right. That's my current guess. All right. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to say it's actually the creators, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, who will then enter the world of the show. <laughs> it's so meta man it's so meta and they'll st- well, they'll start slowly revealing that the interviews that they've been doing weekly with entertainment weekly are actually in the show's canon and don't re- represent their actual knowledge about the show <laughs> i can't wait for the scene where uh, uh, a drunk ginger bugs lc to get a selfie at a premiere <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to have an hbo credit frankly <laughs> so bernard wakes up with his glasses off. Is this now? Uh, uh, re- reminding us that they can't tell when they're remembering if they're in mm-hmm. a memory or if they're in the current timeline. Which they need to figure out a trick to get over that. They, they actually, I enjoyed the, uh, the trick they used in this episode where like he's talking to Elsie and then she kind of like starts to glitch out and he's like, oh shit, this is a memory. Yeah. Because that, that's so much what happens in my dreams when I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, well, obviously this dream where my ex-girlfriend is asking to see my Stardew Valley farm is definitely <laughs> reality. It's like, no brain. No, this is all wrong. <laughs> She'd never give a shit about Stardew Valley. She doesn't care about my virtual farm. I really enjoy the eerie way they have a third um, third person recollection of memory. Mm-hmm. Which, but I, I ran into that just reading about psychology that a a a thing that they've studied with human memory is that when when it's a more recent memory you tend to remember it in the first person and what when it's an older memory you tend to remember it in the third person 
I, I love that because I, I always have the cinematic view of uh, my memories where it's me arguing in the street with somebody <laughs> and I'm just going, look at this fucking idiot asshole. Look at this maniac punching a wall. <laughs> I was just imagining you like a video game watching your own ass as you were running. <laughs> I was like, this is why I picked this character. <laughs> I always love to watch him go. Bernard, what the hell are you looking at? And he has a memory of himself walking into that tunnel, which is just very eerie the way they've done it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I like that they did it that way instead of him like switching to that character in the moment. It's much clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, they, fi- they find the rock, as you mentioned. There's a Sector 12 elevator. Uh, so I-, I finally put this together. The interlocking logo is, is, is the, the symbol for the company uh, trying to prolong life by transferring consciousness. And it's, a, it's mm-hmm. an infinity symbol. Oh. It's like, and, and I think it's two backwards D's interlocked, made to look like an uh, infinity symbol. Oh, okay. That's something that a fucking high schooler would love to uh, sketch in their notebook. Oh, yeah. Right next to the uh, Stussy S. Stussy S. So, so the, the elevators into that secret backroom area have, have the logo, and also um, Grace, maybe Emily, we'll talk about in a second, had that written in her paper map in her notebook. She had that logo written down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we get another great garbage sci-fi term. Uh, we flash back to Bernard being in this room. Cortical fluid. That's how they're powered, uh, buddy. It's fluid I love, for, for I love, your cortical. I love, I love this fluid, and I love fucking Bernard being like, I need my fluid, baby. Come on, <laughs> just give me a fiver. Just so you know, a cortical fluid is relating to the outer layer of the cerebrum, which is the part of their head that actually is brain tissue. So huh. there you go. Interesting. So Stubbs and we see Stubbs and Grace with the Ghost Nation. So keep in mind, in the most fur, as far as I'm concerned, the most far forward timeline that we have, Stubbs is with the security people. Yeah. So we haven't so seen is- how he gets from getting dragged away by the Ghost Nation to how he ends up w- with the security c- people uh, greeting his Skarsgård mirrored twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this definitely, uh, this is the moment where I was like, oh, she can't be Teresa, even though I did like that uh, other people were like, hey, dude, she, she is a white brunette who's holding a cigarette in a very specific way. <laughs> Wait, are, are you saying you can only tell white people apart if they're female brunettes? And smoking cigarettes in very specific ways. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, it, you, you shouldn't be doing that, but you look so cool. <laughs> and it turns out that Grace is... Either the nerd. I, what do you want to call her? So we know she is the man in black. She's daughter. definitely William's daughter. So Will, I, William's I, I, daughter. I fucking finally keyed it onto that, uh, like in this scene. Oh, oh on this scene. Okay. What, how did you key in that it was William's daughter in this scene? I, I do. I just have written here. Oh shit! Wait, is that William's daughter? <laughs> Why? So I have to. What? I don't know. I have to assume it was a line of dialogue, or, or the the fact that she was in. Uh, I, I believe it was because, uh, she gets mentioned during the previously on, uh, and I was like, oh, shit, that's obviously going to be a plot point. Uh, okay, so, so, the man in black's daughter is named Emily, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure we're going to find out that her middle name is Grace, and that's why she's been credited as Grace up to this point, and I assume that's what's going to happen, and not that he had another daughter with somebody else. I assume it's going to be the daughter that we've been talking about this entire mm-hmm. time. Um, so e- Emily Grace William, I don't we because we don't even have William's last name. I don't think. Do we? I don't think we do. No, 
We know we know the Delos is last name for Logan and all those people. Mm-hmm. And so we know Emily uh has some Delos blood in her from Juliet. Mm-hmm. But so if if I look up William Westworld and it gives me the I would Wikia. love it if his last name was Westworld. Oh. <laughs> Cuz that's that's some good alliteration, William Westworld. Oh, it's a double meaning. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he's Man in Black, also known as Young William, also known as Billy by Logan, also known as Bill by some management at the time of the gala. Uh, I would love it if his name was Young William. <laughs> it turns out his last name is William Snowpiercer? That's weird. <laughs> it's all connected, baby. Oh, yeah. Grace speaks Lakota. Yeah, I think this was the moment because I was like, wait, she... When she was like... You sp- well, uh, when uh, uh, Hemsworth was like, you've spent enough time in the park to learn their language, I was like, oh shit, she's the exact kind of gamer who listens to all of the audio tapes that are left behind to get all of that background information that we don't need because we know, you know, it's Rapture, it's Bioshock, all right? We're just going to have a good time in the environment. We don't need to listen to all of these people uh, telling about how this fucking stupid undersea apocalypse happens. That's my favorite part of the game. I listen to everyone. Exactly, of those exactly. You were just going like, oh, what did Andrew Ryan do? I, I, I do want a scene where she is a hardcore gamer, and they're like, oh, wow, you, you learned the real Indian lang- language Lakota, and, and, she, and her response is, it's a real language? <laughs> I thought it was like Dothraki. Yeah, she thought it was like Klingon. She was just learning it for the in-game immersiveness. <laughs> so the ghost nation is just killing the hosts. Mm-hmm. And Grace says, I'm not looking to get out of here. Which I didn't under- At first I thought that she was also on a suicide mission. But it's like, oh, no, she's looking for her dad for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or she's looking to find the host makers, put her consciousness into a host, and then kill herself. I don't know. That yeah, seems that- pretty dark. Yeah, we don't we don't know exactly what her goal is uh, beyond uh, just getting uh, her dad to uh, participate in some fun uh, father daughter activities. Yeah, just do the kind of things you can do together. For example, torture grandpa's remaining host and set him on fire <laughs> again and again. <laughs> See, that's a fun shared interest. That's a good healthy father daughter relationship. Uh, and then we get a return to the Men in Black Lawrence Arrested Development crossover as they return. <laughs> To Las Mudas, which, as we all know, is a city in Arrested Development and in Westworld. (laughs) I love this fucking stupid set. This set is so great. It shows up so many fucking stupid shows. Uh, So this entire storyline is very interesting to me because it it plays into something we've talked about a lot on this podcast, uh, which is uh, uh, when do you finally start to feel emotions for these stupid AI uh, characters that you're supposed to, you know, uh, ostensibly sympathize with in these video games? Yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter if you don't throw the apple at the interracial couple at the start of Bioshock Infinite. You're not actually hurting any person if you do that or if you don't. Good God, that was an option you don't remember that yeah you could throw the apple at them and 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 if you choose to throw the apple somebody would grab your hand right before you throw the apple and and it was basically the game being you fucking racist piece of shit that was the correct reaction that's a terrible thing to do why would you do that why would the game because they're not real people they're not Mm, real people so that's the thing even though they're not real people can you stand to see these images of these not real people uh being brutalized and that's what this uh, storyline is for William. I, I, I'm going to say, first off, I know what it looks like, but I wear my white hat 
my white cowboy hat that I got from Westworld while I play Bioshock Infinite just because it's very sunny in my house. <laughs> I'm trying to get it <laughs> out of my He's got that eyes. white parasol. It's not because I have some moral superiority complex when I'm playing these games. <laughs> and we get uh, the Confederado Major Craddock, who has been mm-hmm. brought back from the dead and screwed over by Dolores. It is so cool when they sit at the table and relive the scene from season one. I love it. Oh my god, yeah. And 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 when William breaks the wall, when the man in black breaks the wall, he's like, wait, you're not supposed to be shaking yet. I haven't even shot anybody. <sighs> oh, and I love I love his interactions with Craddock, and he's like, some call it glory, while others call it endgame content. <laughs> They say if you make it all the way to the end, the game just resets just back before that so you can play the expansion. But now you're in New Game Plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm stu- when Major Credit gives his speech, I wrote down, I'm starting to think these Confederados, these Confederate soldier stanchions, are not good people. <laughs> this was exactly what uh, the, the, the uh, can you stand to see the imi- uh, fake image of racist uh, hurting these fake Mexicans. Yeah, I, I'm i starting to think that their cause is a lost one. The cause of the South, I mean. <laughs> I don't think that the South is going to rise again. I think that they've had plenty of time. The count is over. Uh, and the, <laughs> How much did you enjoy the man in black's face? And I'm just going to, uh, just to clarify, I'm going to keep calling him the man in black just to clarify instead of calling him old William and young William. We already mm. have a term for the man in black. We all know... That both of them are William, but just for clarity, Man in Black and William. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you think so? The his face when Lawrence comes up with a legitimate plan of like, <laughs> wow, these NPCs are really getting mouthy. <laughs> I know he was like, wow, I'm just supposed to accept uh, this quest. No thanks. Yeah, he literally no just thanks. he he says, talk to the hand because the ears don't want to listen. <laughs> And then he's like, I, I'll, I'm the one with the ideas here. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is j- just the equivalent of breaking the geometry on a quest to get it finished with. <laughs> and of course, he's like, hey, your weapons are out back, but I can tell you where glory is. And then you can let us go on our way. Um, and we go. And from there, we go back to the James Dellis show. And, and here's how I definitely knew he was a robot. Loves Roxy music. Robots love Roxy music. It's been true forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you well remember, a Teddy Ruxpin, even when it's turned off, will dance when you play Roxy music. <laughs> Everybody loves that Avalon. So James Delos dancing, I assume, is going to be a gift forever. I haven't checked the internet. We started recording right after the end of the episode. But oh, I assume the internet is just deluged with James Delos dancing pics. Uh, there's nothing like just a, a weird white guy dancing in a sci-fi movie. It's uh, fucking great. I love it. Ex Machina, I love it. Or, or like Charles Dance. Charles as, Dance as the uh, the uh, cross dressing vampire. I forget what that movie was, but that gift no, has this, been everywhere. No, that wasn't. He wasn't a cross dressing vampire. I I didn't see I that movie. Talking I, about. I've I only you're seen talking the gift. about his appearance in the Ali G movie. Is that what it was? I think you're. Talking That's where about he his appeared in the Ali G movie. I have no Ali idea. G in the house. I I. I'm more embarrassed for you for knowing that than I am for me for not <laughs> uh, knowing that. Uh, listen, uh, there was a time when Sasha Baron Cohen was the end all and be all of comedy in the United States. Did you, did you, did you find out about that from your wife? My wife? No, uh, let me go. My what? <clears throat> my wife. Oh, 
I'm never going to get this right. I'm never going to fucking get this right. <laughs> so we have James Delos dancing, uh, the internet's new favorite gif. Uh, he pours cream, but not onto the tray, showing that they have made progress on the cream pouring subroutine. So that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love when I love when uh, William is telling uh, James about uh, his daughter, and he's like, yeah, "She's whip smart, capable." In this episode, <laughs> what what does that mean? <laughs> flames. <laughs> Every time they break immersion, it's flames. <laughs> um, also, so something they talk about is the cognitive problems he has. He does. I mean, I'm I'm sure. That they just wanted to do this scene, but he only seems to break down when he like notices that he's not alive anymore. Like he only breaks down in front of uh, the yeah, William or the Men in Black. William, uh, mm. God, I, timelines really fuck with your 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 nouns, not just your pronouns, <laughs> just straight nouns. Uh, I'm ready to smoke my boat, sail my cigars, fuck my wife. And it's like, oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm ready to smoke my wife, sail my cigars, and fuck my boats. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I guess he could do that. <laughs> he could. He could. Listen, they're both objects. Yeah. And he made it to day seven this time. Uh, and uh, and then they let a bunch of gas into the room and light it on fire, using the effect from the mummy ride in Orlando Studios. <laughs> I love that they're, they're, they're already a mummy reboot behind. Yeah. <laughs> by a lot nobody cares about brendan fraser anymore and, and we return to one of our favorite themes in the first season which is don't give the confederates nitroglycerin no this is oh and i hated this because this guy did the balance minigame correctly i love the balance minigame in any video game where you have to balance and you're just like fucking moving that thumbstick back and forth and you're just like Fucking, what, why is it so hard to cross this log? Uh, and then, yeah, so, and, and then he actually does it, despite having very shaky hands, but Craddock mm-hmm. shoots the nitro, blows off his arm, and now he will be a, a hero to the people on the train in Snowpiercer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a fucking crazy move. It's so bizarre. Matt, what is Captain America doing on that train, and why is he threatening babies? I don't know, but I just know that they do taste best. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Ghost Nation leading the guests somewhere in the dark. Grace. By the way, did you notice it's one of our favorite guests, Dumb Guy and His Wife? Dumb Guy and His Wife! I love them so much. They're so good. Dumb Guy and His Wife. You are, you are going to look so great at Halloween. <laughs> I, I totally want to be Dumb Guy for Halloween. <laughs> it's a great outfit. It's just a really it fun really outfit. Is. Um, yeah. I, it, it'll be fun. That way, uh, if, if I get too drunk and my wife decides to berate me for something, it'll be in character. <laughs> you can shoot anybody and get away with it. It's law. It's, it's Halloween law. It's Halloween law. Purge law. <laughs> Gra- Grace asks where they're going in Lakota. Uh, to the first of us, he will decide. Which I was disappointed. I was like, "Who's the first of us? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Ford?" Like that's that's kind of what I, was <laughs> I know. I, I was waiting for it to be like a huge reveal, but I, I, again, I think it was uh, the actor who was the Native American gentleman who was the host from a few episodes back, and who was the guy in Fargo season two. Gotcha. I, yeah, I, I don't. Come I up- can't say for sure because he had all of that makeup on, but I think that was him. Can you come up with an acronym for that? It's taken you a long time to say that every time. It, 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 I, I have to mention Fargo season two. It's such a great season of television. I did not watch three. So, so Grace slash Emily makes a run for it, and and Stubbs gets a knife held to his neck. 
we we get a line from the first of us. You only live. You live only as long as the last person who remembers you, revealing that he really loved Pixar's Coco. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, did did somebody accidentally connect these robots to an Instagram inspirational quotes uh, feed? <laughs> and then when the knife pulls away th- from his throat, all the hostages are still there, but the nation of ghosts is not. They are gone. They've disappeared. Yeah. Uh, so... We still don't know whether or not they are wholly problematic as a concept. It's still up in the air. Still up in the air, yeah. Um, so Elsie and Bernard um, in the lab, together at last. Uh, we, we get a lot of bogus sci-fi computers. They have an entirely different OS. Their memories aren't addressed. No. It's it, it, it's not addressed. It's just sitting around, just completely fragmented. No table at the front. That's That's corruption. I'm just saying that right now. Like, I, I, I love when she's like, it's not code at all. My God, it's a human soul. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. No. <laughs> no, that's my favorite. Red, are they transferring the human soul? No. Listen, <laughs> the transporter in Star Trek murders them every time. That's what's happening. That's my favorite thing. Very clearly. It disassembles them and creates a copy on the planet below. Yeah. If yeah. if the part that disassembles broke, you would just have two of them. And you wouldn't have <laughs> killed one of them. Ah, oh, fucking science fiction is so stupid. <laughs> um, so I get lost in my memories, and I can't tell if it's now or then. Uh, memory. It's... Oh, oh, so he has a memory of them printing a new control unit, uh, which makes, I guess, whatever goes into the center of the brain core, which appears yeah, to be I... an everlasting gobstopper. It, it's weird because I, I think that they're supposed to be color-coded because all of the ones that we see in hosts, right. like host hosts, are white, right. and all of the ones we see in that facility are red. Right. Which should have given them the hint that they were doing something bad that they should stop. <laughs> exactly. If you are not working according to your coding, uh, uh, your color-coding system, then this has to be bad news. Guys, should we, re- we really be making stuff that they print skulls on? <laughs> You would think that these skull and crossbones would be warning enough to people. <laughs> Are we the baddies? <laughs> Fucking Mitchell and Webb. <laughs> so, uh, they weren't building hosts. They were building something else. Not code at all, really. It's better than code. Code's dumb. And then <laughs> I-, I was very disappointed that Elsie made it through this entire episode without saying something negative about QA because that's very core to her character for me. <laughs> I know they didn't run into any QA, but that- that's not necessary. <laughs> oh, and I, lo- I love when one of them is like, maybe we don't want to know this early in the season. There's still a lot of episodes to go. We should build this up. <laughs> and, and, we, and we have the, the moment, as you were mentioning earlier, where Elsie is trying to break into the room, which we realize is now the James Delos lab. And Bernard has the realization, I'm not here with you, am I? Which oh, yeah, very- that was interesting because I, I, guess it, I guess that in that moment we are seeing future Bernard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Yeah, so as as we mentioned earlier, that timeline is not as far forward as we've gone. Mhm. So presumably Yeah, so presumably I don't know. It's weird how they showed. I guess we can both see him in the future remembering and him at that time when it happened. Both where he has some agency, but we don't always see one or the other, which is probably going to play into some real bug fuck scene later in the season that I'm going to be super angry and then impressed by. 
I can't wait for a few years when they do the chronological cut of Westworld. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's going to turn out, you won't have noticed, but it's actually Arrested Development Season 4. It's the same. They're just using all the same scenes. <laughs> I, oof. I got to the... I, I think I've got to... I think I've got to call call a complete audible on Arrested Development from now on. Every time I see Jeffrey Tambor's face, I'm just like, bastard man. So it's it's raining. So we go to Craddock and Lawrence, Major Craddock, the Confederado, and uh, Lawrence. And it's raining, and he's still fucking around with Nitro. Uh, Craddock and, and- dances with Lauren's wife very similarly to the way that the man in black himself danced with Lauren's wife before he shot her mm-hmm. in season one. And, and this... William is definitely the kind of gamer who hits X to skip cutscenes. <laughs> That's yeah. his entire attitude. He's just like X, 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 skip cutscene, skip cutscene. What's the theme of this? Me being a badass. I don't. <laughs> the, the, we need an actual storyline here. I thought it was just my my lizard brain being satisfied by button presses. Uh, she walks with the so Lawrence's wife, who I don't know if we ever got a name for her, walks with a shot of nitro. The daughter is crying. We have the monologue of death's decisions are final. You didn't recognize death sitting across from you this whole time. If somebody starts monologuing like that, shoot them. Don't sit there like, what does this mean? <laughs> Don't try and puzzle it out in your head. Just shoot oh, them. And, You're going to shoot them eventually anyway. If, if they're setting up a monologue like they have some trick up their sleeve, shoot both of their sleeves. <laughs> uh, and I, when Craddock is like... Death is an old amigo of mine. That's exactly the kind of white people dropping Spanish in their conversations with me I hate. You're not trying to use this out of a respect for my culture. You're just using a dumb word that you know, you cracker. That's genius. He, he distracted all the Spanish-speaking people by, by making them angry at dropping <laughs> Spanish casually into his English sentence. <laughs> exactly. Every time I'm infuriated. He's like, gracias. <laughs> no, thank you. No, gracias. So on on a practical level, I I will say because so they have a cool shootout which has much more meaning and fun to it now that they can actually kill him. Yeah, yeah, this is nice that uh, now it's not just him being like QTE 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 <laughs> slide mouse to the left. Yeah, that he's not just like walking into him like IDDQD and he's like God mode baby, <laughs> unlimited ammo. Uh. So, uh, but at this. This shootout, which happens at night, it made me realize just on a practical level, black is better for fighting at night when your life is on the line. Like, I understand your urge to be a white hat, but also (laughs) you're going to get murdered at night. People are going to be like, why is somebody holding a white sheet of paper just around that corner? Uh, First of all, you think that that hat makes it a day and uh, half a day on my head? Like the first hour, I'm like, this hat's too too small in my head. (laughs) I can't wear this. And then... Ah, classic. He made the Confederado, uh, Major Craddock, swallow Nitro, and then Lawrence shoots him. Uh, that, what's better than an exploding racist? Yeah. Ah, it's fantastic. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I was not a fan of the proxy Confederate soldier, and I was happy to see him go. Yeah, I was very happy to see uh, Clifton Collins Jr. representing for La Raza and blowing up a Confederate soldier. It's very fun. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so this is basically the entire storyline is uh, William uh, uh, learns that he has to be nice to the good robots uh, because his wife killed himself because he was so shitty to the good robots. Yes. Yeah, once again, a storyline of a woman's death serving to improve a man. 
It's it's all we ever want from our culture, right? That's 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 all any man wants from a partnership <laughs> to have their death eventually serve as self improvement for him. So we go from there to the goldfish in James Delos's office or Hostelos. I don't I don't know what to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can just see the goldfish mouth like just fake it, buddy. <laughs> Not again. She's like, no, no, my family line once again comes to an end. What they don't tell you is that James Dallas's consciousness is also actually in the goldfish. <laughs> it's the backup. Yeah. Uh, this is, st- did it start to remind you of Run Lola Run at this point? I still haven't seen Run Lola Run. What? I don't know if you can anymore. That's such a like 19 year old movie. And also feels, <laughs> it was very of its moment and it feels the fashion and a lot of aspects are going to feel very dated. Especially it, a repeated thing that happens is Manny, who if you've seen it, you will shout at random people for the rest of your life. Um, Manny, uh, makes a call at a payphone with a prepaid card, which they don't even have in the United States for like, uh, itself. So he like takes it out and it's out of minutes and he slams it down. And I'm like, this is very, this is a very old fashioned movie. <laughs> Listen, I watched upwards of 45 minutes of Boondock Saints and I didn't die. So I can take <laughs> on anything the nineties can throw at me. So by the way, uh, run all the run for those listening. If you like that movie, that was directed and written by Tom. Tom Tykwer or Tykwer? I don't know. Tom Tykwer, let's just go with that, who has a new show on uh, on Netflix called Babylon Berlin. So, Oh, that's supposed to be good. Yes, it's supposed to be good. So that is a, yeah. that is a Tom. But by the way, I feel like that's the, that is the best thing you could say about a Netflix series. It's, it's supposed to be good. I haven't watched it myself because it's peak television, but it's supposed to be good. I, I like a lot of series. Listen, I will say that now we have... It, it, they have the second best consciousness transfer sci-fi show currently airing. <laughs> Fucking altered carbon. By the way, I watch. Uh, they put up Black Lightning, and Black Lightning is incredibly good. I don't know anything about. Like, I heard somebody mention that, but I don't even know what network. Yeah, that's it's on. it's it's basically just like a black superhero show. It's like by the you know Arrow people, but it's not in the Arrow universe, so mm. it's you know completely self-contained. Uh, it's really good. It's basically like a uh you know. A middle-aged uh, black father attempting to balance being a superhero, the principal of a school, and the father of two daughters. It's really interesting, and uh, uh, most of the episodes are very well written. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, there is uh, a, a an albino rapper named Crondon who plays the villain Tobias Whale, that- and he's incredibly intimidating. He's really good. I, I assume from his name that he can time travel. He is... You imagine... Whatever face belongs to a man who goes by the name Crondon, and you'll be right. You will be right. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, we we have another loop, and this time, what? How did you react when the man in, man in black entered? Oh my god! This is ah, I just it, it's it's so The Sims. It's such a The Sims situation. You're just torturing your father in law forever. It, it's just so funny to see. That interaction where William has all of the power now, and he's not even scared of James Dallas anymore. Like earlier right. on, even though he had still clearly become the man in black, there was just that power differential. We're now like James Dallas was like, I'm James Dallas, and he's like, I'm fucking William, dude. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, and and in the previous scenes when William was leaving the you know the chamber, like 
uh, uh, what's his name? McPoyle actually did a good job of not like, you know, smiling menacingly or anything. He actually looks kind of sad and regretful that he is torturing this robot this way. Yeah, and, 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 the, yeah. and the man in black is just like, oh, I can finally just say all the stuff to your dumb face that I always wanted to. God, I hated mm-hmm. you all these years. Mm-hmm. Which must be very satisfying. One day, one day therapists are going to take hosts <laughs> and let people just tell whoever they want off, and it's going to be great. <laughs> that would be the most positive use that somebody could have for a host. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to yell at them and not fuck them or murder them, that's a, that's that's good. Instead that's of good. that that bullshit where they uh, pretend I'm your boss, what would you say to them right now? No, just make a fake boss and reenact the scene uh, until you get the series of punches just right till he dies on the floor in front of you. <laughs> but it looks like he fell down and hit his computer desk in a weird angle. <laughs> that. Wow, that I I almost want to report you to Apple HR now. <laughs> I haven't been there in years. <laughs> At, I'm as fit as a fucking fiddle. The consciousness transfer f- starts to fall apart after a few days. This is the 149th time he made yeah, it over a month like, this time. So I think yeah. a lot of people watch this and be like, "Oh, they never got the technology right," but they can make it work for a month, 35 days. That's a lot of time to do some damage with a fake clone of somebody. Yeah, plus we don't – I'm going to assume that this is William, like, when he has come back to the uh, to the park uh, at the start of the first season. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the technician uh, who looks pretty freshly strangled. So, you know, I assume I, – I, for a second I was like – when he was like, yeah, if we give it like a year or two, they might finally nail it. And I was like, oh, shit, is this another time jump? And there, there was a year or two happened, but I think that this is like right – when the uh, he comes to the park, and then you know the big robot revolution happens. Agreed. Um, yeah, ah, just leave him. This won't come back to haunt us. It might be useful <laughs> to follow his degradation over the next few days. What I was actually hoping for, as 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 somebody who's an engineer, is that allowing him to degrade naturally would provide the insight that let them actually fix what was wrong with the hosts. Ah, I, re- I was really hoping for that. You engineers. Ah. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody who's watching had the same thought. It's not an original <laughs> Every single person. And then uh, I real, uh, I love when Elsie uh, and Bernard come in and they're like, the, they're going to get us all killed so some asshole can live forever? And like, yeah, that's late stage capitalism. Right. That's what it's all about. A bunch of assholes treading all over us so that they can live forever and Peter Thiel can drink the blood of young New Zealander children. It was literally PayPal's mission statement. <laughs> that's what all those fees are going to the new zealand children's blood drinking fee so james uh, and so that my thought in the moment was james Dalos might recognize arnold mm-hmm. uh and he's he's by the way if if you've ever left me to just die and i'm degrading and i'm an artificial intelligence the one thing you will never spot me doing is exercising <laughs> I I was legitimately terrified when the, the 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 he was doing the backwards pedal, and I was like, my God, that's so much more resistance than going forward. Doesn't he know what he's doing to his tendons? <laughs> they said there were two fathers, one above, one below. They lied. There was only ever the devil. Yeah, so I think that you know that's uh, alluding to the fact that Arnold uh, Ford is the only one who's been the actual real human in this situation. <laughs> Uh, and and then and then we have Elsie goes over to a control terminal she has never used before and and she's like there's got to be an HCF instruction here where how, how, where's the halt and catch fire button <laughs> wrong network 
Wrong network. <laughs> you, you, you need to hit the AMC button, and you're never going to find it. Halt and Catch Fire is a real CPU instruction that's a legacy that somebody inserted as a joke a long time ago that people still honor to this day, which is why it was the name of that show. Also, I know there's metaphorical meetings, but that's the, that's the main what? meaning. By the way, what, why haven't you watched that show? That show seems exactly up your alley. It's one, I have a problem with watching dramatizations of a real event that don't necessarily have fidelity to real events. Like, it fucks with my memory mm. of that time period. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, Lee Pace didn't invent the laptop? Uh, you, don't, you don't know, I found nobody who's sympathetic with this, but I got so incredibly angry when I found out that Angelica Schuyler uh, is, is not the only... Is it that they that they didn't have a boy in that family? Wait, what? Yeah, and they, and, and and they said this to Lin Manuel well, Miranda, and he's like, yeah, I just remembered it wrong, I guess. He's like, it serves the story way better though. Lin Manuel, does it? Don't you know that people are using your musical instead of getting actual educations? That's absolutely happening, and that's why you don't listen to things like Hamilton because you're learning false things. <laughs> Hamilton's so stupid. Yeah, you're learning more about early '90s rap than you are about Alexander Hamilton. Oof, very early '90s rap, and we're not talking native tongues either. This is definitely the uh, I'm here to say style. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Bernard. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's like just cutting himself, just trying to find the core I, of who he is. I uh, thought that we were finally going to get the fucking robot face exposure. We have not gotten the robot face exposure yet, and I'm not sure if we're going to get it. Well, I know. So the core is actually those stupid brain, plastic things, but I think they're mm-hmm. like bone and muscle. Yeah, all I the think way it's down. just like an actual human face. You're right. But I'm still waiting for somebody to carve their face off in the shape of a, you know, the the standard Westworld face from the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. And Bernard actually did know who that was, which is mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting. Because I don't I mean, maybe it's in the company's history, but there's no good reason for Bernard to know who James Dellis is. The the robot there's plenty of good reasons for Arnold to know who he is. I mean, it seems like James Delos is less of a, you know, mystery man. Yeah. So it is possible that, you know, it's just casual information he needed to know. It's it's in his pop culture subroutine. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you need to get all of these references. What if somebody says dilly dilly and you don't know what you're saying? <laughs> so Bernard... And it starts having flashbacks to what happened in that lab they were in. And it turns out that the monster was him all along. Oh, and I love this. There's there's just something so satisfying about watching robots massacre humans. Yes! Yeah! That's, uh, especially, that's what I'm saying, and that's what I maintain, especially when the robots take over. I want this to be the <laughs> third best defecting to the robot side podcast that there is. <laughs> for the time, for the first time, I could decide who I want to be. And I feel like Elsie should have been like, bullshit, I, we'll run the standard agency test to figure out if that's true. By the way, no human has ever passed it because we're all just biological machines. <laughs> oh, and I, I, I fucking, I love when Elsie's like... Oh, I always trusted code more than people anyway, a.k.a. the Red Scott story. I said out loud when she said that, I need that on a mug immediately. (laughs) You guys don't know, but Red's been trying to open a DOS box terminal with my brain for years now, and I resent it. I resent it deeply. Every time he starts talking, I just hold an iPad in front of his face. (laughs) And I'm like, stop that. I'm like, freeze all motor functions. Stop doing that. Uh, stop, stop trying to put that. Stop trying to input that cable into my arm. Remove all affectation. 
<laughs> this is just how I talk normally. <laughs> I would love to have a scene where it's just you and they're like, the levels won't go down any further. And it's like, yeah, no, that's pretty far down. <laughs> no, this, this is basically as little affect as I ever have. <laughs> so he's in there with the drone. He's the one who impales the guy on the spiky thing. Uh, oh, then the drones I- do the most menacing thing a drone can do. Break their own necks. Ah, oh, I love a fucking self-neck snap. Oh, what's better than a self-neck snap? It really shows his go-getterness. And then Bernard just curb stomps a dude. That's great. I love it so much. And and when he when when Elsie asks, hey, is anything wrong? He just goes, everything's fine. Technically not a lie. <laughs> Everything is going great for Bernard. <laughs> the, the classic, what are you thinking about? Nothing. <laughs> just all these guys are murdered. <laughs> I mean, uh, swimming pools. <laughs> so he comes back to the middle timeline not the body's timeline uh mm. and we see we go from there to lawrence's wife kisses the man in black on the cheek which was a horrifying image like uh, when you really see, was weird when you've seen what he did to her to just have your abuser come back and then just think he's your hero it was just a uh, real and- messed up way for them to interact and this is the only reason gamers ever do anything nice, to get a robot to kiss them. That's all gamers ever want, that robot kiss. I just do it because I'm good inside, not because I'm wearing a white hat sitting on the couch. <laughs> Listen, I need to get all of the rewards that are at the end of this romance quest chain. That's why I want that robot to kiss me, no other reasons. I hope that's not informing your real-world relationships. Every single relationship I've had has been me trying to get to the ultimate weapon at the end of their romance quest chain. I mean, I'm not- and I still haven't gotten one. I mean, is is that literally the bio on your Tinder profile? Because that might explain some things. <laughs> hey, ladies, I want to get to your. I want to. I want to finish your quest chain. I'm, I'm looking for that reward at the end of this quest chain. <laughs> hey, girl, let me see them perps. <laughs> why, why are they purple? Uh, anyway. Uh, so he shot her in front of Lawrence last year. Lawrence's daughter breaks into what I believe is Ford's voice. We have to mm-hmm. assume they might not remember, but I know who you are, William. And I'm like, oh, shit. Call them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so he gets his army uh, and he's like, no, I, I wasn't nice to the robots because I'm learning to be nice to people and robots because my wife killed herself and this I need to self-improve. I'm just trying to be an asshole. And also they can kill me now. So I'm just generally not trying to piss them off. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now that robots can kill him, he's a lot nicer to robots in general. And then, so, Lawrence and his family are like, you're great. We're going to follow you forever because you've done nothing but good for us here today. (laughs) And this is why you always reload your save game if you accidentally do something evil. And then they follow him into the sunset, which always looks like it would hurt your eyes. That seems like a bad way to ride your horse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, i'm just glad that uh william handed out all of those uh, uh sunglasses at the uh, end of the episode <laughs> if you're going to join a posse you got to have matching glasses and then i was sufficiently surprised by the approaching writer being grace slash emily and then saying hi dad that i oh, yeah that i wasn't even annoyed at how hack and corny that is uh, there's they really are pulling off some fucking hack and corny shit that I still love anyway. I loved it so much. I, at the same time, I was just like, <laughs> but also that's a pretty killer twist. And I, and I, <laughs> I love when they actively mislead you. Like they have to put a credit, and they're like, "Fine, she's Grace. Shut up." 
<laughs> it's like fucking what 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 nerd is actually reading the the uh, names of the actors uh, Dude, in the uh, cast? Everybody, you see it all the time, and they like get so mad when they're intentionally misled. Like, enjoy it. That's why we're watching this to be intentionally misled. You watch television to have your emotions manipulated, and if they choose to do it in a more effective way, you don't get mad. You say thank you. <laughs> Close that DOS box. You're not going to change my code. <laughs> Reduce emotional affect. This is basically as low as I get. It's just me. Uh, and, and I think that is the end of season mm-hmm. two, episode four, The Riddle of the Sphinx. We didn't even talk about how dumb that title is. Uh, I love that because uh, 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 every, every fucking video game has a fucking sphinx that, that, that asks you a dumb question. And every single time I fail it. Every <laughs> single time. Every single time I'm just like, oh, it, it was supposed to be the other one of the four uh, answers I could possibly give to get a power moon. All right. So, uh, so next week we're going to – we haven't talked about the date yet, but we're going to drop at least one bonus episode. So mm-hmm. join the Patreon if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash boysgoreswords. We'll be back next week uh, with a guest, I believe. Uh, hopefully, if this fucking guest doesn't cancel on me as she is wont to do. All right. So hopefully we'll have a guest next week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Hit us up with your best theories at Boars Gore Swords. Tell us which ones you like. Tell us which ones you think are wrong. Tell us which ones that you hate but you believe are right. Um, mm-hmm. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. Drink some milk. There are no balls in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of gold.